Father, we just invite you today to encourage, to build up, to strengthen. Father, as we look in your scripture today, and Father, we, we endeavor to understand all the ways in which you blessed us and gifted us as people to be able to carry out the work that you have for us. Lord, that you would guide our understanding, that you would give us wisdom. You'd give us ability to take that which you have promised to us and given to us and to apply it with diligence today. And Father, we thank you for all your love for us. We give you praise today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You can be seated this morning. I'll do my best to speak even though I'd like to blow the computer up at the back. <laughs> What's the thumbs up mean, John? What's that? I'm live? All right. Hi, everybody. I'm back live. <laughs> uh, uh, what is the uh, input from the, the camera feeds working, right? Okay, so I can use my laptop. All right. That's good. That's good. All right. Uh. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to start crying, so I don't need the Kleenex. <laughs> there are days when you feel like it, but no. Well, it's good to have everybody here this morning, and I want to give a shout out to all the, the visitors we have with us today. And could you put your hands together and welcome them this morning? And uh, listen, if there's somebody here you don't recognize, introduce yourself to them. Say, listen, I don't, I don't know that I've seen you before. Now, if they say, listen, I've been coming here for five years and apologize <laughs> profusely and then make something up like, well, I've only been coming here for two weeks, so that's why I didn't recognize you. But um, make sure they feel welcome this morning. I've seen many new faces here. Uh, I want to uh, welcome the uh, Williams family here. Good to see you guys this morning. Wow, like all of you, like, like wow, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. That is fantastic. And Kyra was already up here giving me a word this morning and just got back from Zambia, was it? Tanzania. Tanzania. My goodness. So, wow. Welcome home. Welcome back to Canadian soil. Uh, it's good to have you here this morning, guys. That's fantastic. And I know it's a long ways to drive from church, but we encourage you to make it every Sunday. It's a, we'd love to have you here. Um, it's also a joy for me to have uh, Mark's parents here. Uh, come on, guys. Stand up and wave at everybody. Uh, here, here uh, you know, for the week came just for my birthday. I'm so glad that you guys did that. And uh, Briley came just for my birthday today, too, which is fantastic. So I know that's why you came here from Texas, just for me. Thank you so much. Um, a baby, which one? Baby uh, Jet James over there. Oh, Jet's here. Come on, stand up. Show off that little gift. Come on. Come on, Jamie. You can do it. Be quick. Come on. I ain't got all day. <laughs> oh, look at that. Come on. Woo! Fantastic. Praise the Lord. Well, it's also a, a joy for me that my mom and my sister are here. Would you guys just welcome them this morning? <laughs> Praise the Lord. So it's, uh, it's so good to have you all here. Um, you know what? I, I just want to remind you again that service actually starts at 10. Uh, so, or, you know, a couple minutes after, I looked out, there's like 12 people here at 10 o'clock. And uh, 
And now you guys are just filling the place out. So thank you so much, though, for being here. Uh, everybody has to stay and eat pizza afterwards. Otherwise, I will have an enormous amount of pizza left over. And uh, no possible way that I could chew through that this week. And I just noticed Rob Brower is here this morning, too. Just saw you there, Rob, hiding on the end of the road. Look at that. Good to have you here today. Rob and I had the joy of working together for four years at Calvary Temple, and they were four awesome years. We had so much fun together uh, with Mike Karachuk, and uh, just a delight. Mike dreamed up all kinds of things to do, and Rob and I got to do them. That's how it worked. And uh, we had a great time together. It was fantastic. Praise the Lord. So many others visiting. We're just so glad you're here today. I'm going to uh, skip all the review part. If you, um, if you haven't been here, we've been talking about spiritual gifts, uh, and we're asking God and, and, and you know, the Holy Spirit to just help us understand what is the role and the work of Holy Spirit in, in the modern age, in, in the era today, you know, um, and is the work of Holy Spirit for today? Was it just for the first century church? And we believe it's obviously for today. And so we've been looking at that and, and the things in our life that, you know, we need to align with the heart of God in order for the Holy Spirit to work through us. And so today, today though, we're going to start digging down into the gifts uh, that are in the Scripture. And uh, we're going to take a look at that this morning. And uh, so the first thing we're going to start off talking about is the fact that every gift that is in the Scripture, every gift from God is a work of grace. Everybody say grace. grace. That's right. Uh, James chapter 1, verse uh, 16 and uh, to 18, it says this. Uh, let me see. It says, Don't be deceived, my dear brothers. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change. Everybody say, does not. Does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all uh, he created. So we have to understand that the gifts, the scripture is saying to us very plainly, are all come from God and they're given to us. They're gifts. Therefore, the gifts cannot be coveted. You can't covet a gift. You can't look at somebody else with their gift and say, oh, I want that gift. There's no room for covetousness because they're gifts. Isn't it an awful thing to sit around at Christmas and covet somebody else's gift? You know, you might do that when you're three, but you shouldn't be doing it when you're 23. You know what I'm saying? And so not a healthy thing. Uh, the gifts are not to be worshipped. And I think we're guilty of this a little bit in the charismatic realm. You know, look at how gifted individuals rise to the top and people chase all over the countryside to go and uh, get a word or to get ministered to or to get prayed for by a personality or an individual. Because we chase after giftedness. Sometimes we find out, though, that that gifted person had no character whatsoever. Right? So, you know, God, I think, would rather have us pursue character than giftedness. Isn't that what we learned last week? Amen? So, you know, what, what, they're not to be coveted, but they're also not to be worshipped. Uh, they're also not to be hoarded. If God gave you a gift, he meant you to use it. Don't sit on it. Use it. Hello? Somebody agree with that? And then finally, they're not to be used for personal gain. You know, we don't, we don't use spiritual gifts so that we can improve our own social status or our own, uh, you know, uh, wallets or any other thing. So if you have somebody who said they're willing to give you a word, but they want 20 bucks for it, you know what I'm saying? You can, just, you can just rebuke them in the name of Jesus because that's not how they operate. Amen? All right. 
Okay. Whenever we or someone else is operating according to the gift given in season, then the gift should glorify God and not glorify man. There's the litmus test. Who's getting the glory here? God or man? God or man? Now, second thing, we know that all the gifts are, are by grace and they're given to us by God. But not every gift is for every believer. Amen? It gets a little quieter. You mean I can't have them all? No. Not every gift is for every believer. Not every gift is for every individual. And this is one of the truths I think that will help us to keep from coveting other people's gifts because we need to recognize not every gift is for every person. All right? And we'll get to explain that in a moment. But God has given some gifts to some people and he's given other gifts to other people. And it's, it's not for us to go and wish that we had this person's gift or that person's gift, but to use the gifts that he does give us for his kingdom. Now, there are actually not three gifts or nine gifts or, or five gifts or whatever. There are 21 gifts that are specifically listed in the scripture. There's 21. And uh, we're going to look at all 21 gifts this morning. But before we do, I want you to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 12. And look at verse 4. Look at verse 4. So 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4. All right? 1 Corinthians 12, 4. I don't hear enough paper rustling today. This whole digital age drives me crazy. We used to hear paper, and now everybody's just thumbing through their phones. Oh, I got it right here, Pastor. You know? Whatever happened to paper? Good old paper. Anyway, it says this. Listen to this. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. I find that, those three verses very interesting. Why does Paul uh, spe specify uh, three different statements about God working in and through the church. Now, a number of years ago, I came, what I believe is a, is a definitive answer about this. Now, you can argue with me afterwards, but I'm pretty sure you'll find I'm right. <laughs> but again, he says different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit. Different kinds of service, but the same Lord. Different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them and all men. Different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit. What we would commonly call gifts of the Spirit, all right, uh, is what he goes on in the next number of verses to talk about, all right? So he says there are different kinds of, of gifts, but the one in the same Spirit. And then he goes on in the next number of verses, and he talks about those gifts uh, of the Spirit. And then he says there are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. Who's the Lord? Jesus. So here we got the Spirit, and now we have him talking about a different kinds of service, but the same Lord. And then he finally says that there are different kinds of workings or operations, but one God, and we often refer to God as also the Father, right? So do you see something happening here? Isn't it interesting? We have a triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and we have three lists that Paul refers to here, and then he dives down into the first one, which is the, the gifts of the Spirit. Interesting. So, hmm, could it be that the three different gift sets that are listed in Scripture 
are operated or given to us or released in us through the three different persons of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So let's start with the gifts of the Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 to 11. eleven. Paul says this, Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom. To another the message of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another miraculous powers. To another prophecy. To another distinguishing between Spirits. To another speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of the same Spirit. And He gives them to each one just as He determines. That's an interesting passage of Scripture. To each one is given the Spirit, uh, given the manifestation of the Spirit for what? For the common good. So again, reinforcing, they're not for us to get bragged and, and, and all puffed up about that I'm operating in this or I'm doing that. They're for the common good. The purpose of the gifts is to bless other people, to bring uh, health and strength to the body for the common good of the church. That's what they're there for. And that's why they have been given to us. And so he says they're there for the common good. Then he goes on, and I think this is important too. Um, He says all of these are works of the same spirit. And at the end he says, and he gives them. Everybody say he. He. Who's he? The spirit, Holy Spirit. And he gives them as who determines? As he wills, as he determines. Now, that's what's interesting about this gift list in Scripture. And I'll put this up on the board here for you if they can flick to this in a minute. I'm a little behind on my slides because I've been ignoring them because we have so little time. Wow, I'm really behind. Here we go. There. Put that up on the screen there. No, the Apple TV went to sleep. This is just a wonderful morning. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. <sighs> All right. Anyway, this gift uh, set list in the scripture is the, these gifts are resident within the Holy Spirit. So if you look at that list in 1 Corinthians verse, uh, 12, 7 to 11, and you see tongues or interpretation of tongues, or you see wisdom or knowledge, you know, it's, you can't say my gift is the gift of tongues. You can't say my gift, my gift is wisdom. My gift is knowledge because the Bible says he gives them as he determines for the common good. So today I might operate in the gift of wisdom. Tomorrow I might operate in the distinguishing of spirits, but he gives them as the common good needs and and as he determines. They're resident within Holy Spirit and he gives them as he determines. Someone say amen to that. I've had people come to me before and grab a hold of one of those in that list and say, this is my gift. And I have to say, well, I don't really think so because they're resident within Holy Spirit. And he gives them as he determines. He may have operated you in, in and through you with that gift today, but tomorrow he may not. Hmm, interesting. Interesting. If a man's gift is, amen, hallelujah. Let's move on to the second list. Let's move on to the second list. Because we're running out of time here this morning. All right, the second list I want to look at is in Ephesians chapter 4. Everybody turn to Ephesians chapter 4. Actually, I think I'm getting ahead of myself. 
It's really throwing me off that these things. Let's turn instead to Romans chapter 12. Romans 12. Romans 12. We'll go to this list next. Romans 12, verses 1 to 8. Now, I call this list of gifts the gifts of God, the Father, all right? And it says this, Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Don't conform anymore to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Just as each one of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we who are, who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to us. If a man's gift is... Everybody say, if a man's gift is... See, this list is different. It doesn't say they're resident with the Holy Spirit. This list, he says, if your gift is, right? If your gift is. If a man's gift is, the Scripture says, um, uh, prophesying, then let him prophesy in proportion to his faith. If it's serving, let him serve. If it's teaching, let him teach. If it's encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it's leadership, let him govern gener- uh, diligently. And if it's showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. These gifts are gifts that you possess. These could be hardwired right into your DNA from birth. In fact, I believe they are. And I believe that they're not necessarily inherited from your mom or from your dad, but God, each of us being uniquely and wonderfully made, puts one of these gifts within us, or maybe many of them, and we're able to operate with them. And that's why you'll sometimes find people, you can identify their gift even before they, get, they come to Christ. You meet them and you're like, that person's got a, a gift of giving. They're just such a generous person. You ever meet people like that? They don't even know Jesus, and yet they take the shirt off their back and give it to you. Why? Because God hardwired them with the gift of giving, the gift of generosity. Are you hearing me this morning? Yeah. And they may have any one of these different gifts, showing mercy, teaching, encouraging, and they're wired from that, it seems, right out of the womb, and and they have this in their DNA, and they function in this. This is the gift of the Father. This list, list is the gifts of the Father. And he has hardwired them into us. God made me a specific way and crafted me, and we have whole surveys and stuff you can do so you can determine which of these gifts are the ones that God hardwired you with. And what happens is when you know, when you know that you've been called as a teacher or an encourager or when you've been called uh, someone who's there to prophesy or you've been called as someone who gives or whatever, the interesting thing about this is that when you know that, then it's much easier for you to find a place to serve in the body of Christ. If you take somebody whose gift is not teaching and you try to put them up teaching all the time, it's challenging. If you take somebody whose gift is not giving, and they're the person, you know, who's in charge of your fundraising com- uh, committee, not going to go well. But how many know Tom's a good person to put in charge of that? Hello? Because he's got, his gift is giving. It always has been. Even when Tom didn't have two cents to rub together, it was God, Tom's gift to give. If, if it came in one side, it went right out the other again. And God said, well, because, you know, you're faithful in your gift, I can bless you with more. Am I right, Tom? That's how it works. And so you see people, when they operate in their gift, man, oh man, that doesn't mean that if your gift isn't giving, you shouldn't give, or if your gift isn't teaching, you shouldn't teach, but I'm saying that you have a natural bent that God wired into you, and when you operate in it, great 
things happen. Amen? Praise the Lord. And I'm just going to introduce the third list here, Get move right on with that. Turn now to Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11. There's much more we could say about this, but since nothing's working today, and I can't put it all up pretty on the screen for you, we're just going to go right ahead. Ephesians chapter 4. And these I call, the final list, the gifts of Christ. So we had the gifts of the Spirit, 1 Corinthians 12. We had the gifts of the Father, Romans chapter 12. Now we have the gifts of Christ. This is uh, Ephesians chapter 4. And listen to what the scripture says, beginning of verse 7, or Ephesians 4, verse 7 through to 13. It says, but to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he led captives in his train and he gave gifts to men. What does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. It was he who gave. Everybody say he. He. Who's he? Jesus. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors, and some to be teachers. To prepare God's people for works of service. So that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Jesus gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And those gifts, the gifts of Christ, are given for the headship of the church, for the leadership of the church. And when we try to lead the church of Jesus Christ with with some of those missing, then the whole body does not get built up into maturity. But when you allow all five of those gifts in leadership to operate together, it's amazing what can happen in the body of Christ. I believe that one of the problems we've had over the last hundred years is that we've tried to build the church with only the pastoral gift, maybe allowing the evangelist to creep up from time to time when a Billy Graham or somebody like that or a Reinhard Bonnke shows up. And we miss sight of the fact that all five of these gifts were designed for the body of Christ to be led to maturity. And then we wonder why the body doesn't mature. Well, there's no prophet. There's no teacher, right? There's no apostle. And we need to have all five of these gifts operating in the church. It isn't that one's better than the other. It's just that they all have different focuses from the other. Now, Jesus himself is the consummate apostle, the consummate prophet, I mean, he is the ultimate teacher, the greatest evangelist, and he's also called the shepherd, the good shepherd. He's also the greatest pastor. And he's our example in all five of these gifts, and he, and only he alone, because he's Jesus, is able to be all five. The rest of us, not so lucky, all right? The rest of us have to settle with being given one or maybe two of those gifts to bring leadership to the body of Christ, but we need all five of them. That's why we need each other especially in leadership, we need each other. Because we, we kind of help rub the edges off of each other. If everybody that was in leadership was wired like me and Pastor Mark McFall, <laughs> Katrina knows. She says, no, 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 you need my husband. You know? <laughs> and then people, I know people say to me, you know, but, but Pastor Mark, you know, uh, it, he, you know, he doesn't schedule out this or plan that. I'm like, that's not what I hired him for. I told somebody jokingly one day, I said, I, I hired Mark and brought him in here. I said, to drink coffee with people. 
and he does it extremely well. And they laughed. They said, are you serious? I said, well, I'm, you know, all joking aside, I said, his job is to pastor people. He's a pastor. He loves people, and he just wants to hug them all. If you haven't been hugged by Mark, then it's probably because you have issues. It's not, not him. <laughs> he's, he's a pastor. And I didn't need another me. I needed somebody who's pastoral. Amen? And so what, what we do is if, we, if we're smart, whatever our gifting is and God's you know, given us that place of leadership in a church, we need to bring a team around us who are different than us so that the full expression of Jesus is felt in the body of Christ. And that's really what it's all about. We want the fullness of Christ in the body. Amen? We don't want, we don't want to handcuff part of his expression and not have it operate in the church. We've got Barry here. Goodness gracious, Barry is not a pastor. And Barry's not a teacher. I don't even know if he has ever opened up a note or made anything that was in a logical format in his entire life. But he is a prophet and an exhorter. And so you find yourself down and you come in, come next week, he'll be here. He'll look right into your heart and pick something out and bring it right up. Right? How many know what I'm talking about? Because that's what he's called to do. It's how he's been anointed. But if you want him to explain to you the difference between the gift sets, it ain't going to happen. He's going to go, oh, they're in the scripture. (laughs) You can have them, right? And he's going to say, which one do you want? Let's pray right now. And then he'll just grab you, shake you, put you on the ground, you know? (laughs) Said in Jesus' name, get in that person. You know, that's what he'll do, (laughs) right? Am I wrong? No, I'm not wrong. That's what he'll do. He calls me last night, you know, he says, I, you know, and he, he was in uh, Saskatoon, and he, get, he said, yeah, you know, you're, you're feeling really loved when you show up at the airport, and the, there's nobody there to pick you up. <laughs> he's speaking at a conference there, and nobody shows up to get him. So he's like phoning, oh, yeah, sorry, I was supposed to pick you up, I forgot. And so then they pick him up, and, and by the time they get to where they're going, it's like 9 o'clock at night, they all want to go for dinner. Barry goes, no, we're not going for dinner. It's 11 o'clock for me. I'm not going out for dinner. <laughs> so we started laughing and I said, uh, so were you nice to them the next day? Yes, I was. I was nice the next day. Uh, after I cast out the demon of forgetfulness and everything else that was going on. But you see, God designed his, his leadership gifts. The, to, for, to equip the body, he designed them all five to be very different. So that the body ends up thoroughly equipped. It's not so that all five are different, so all five can do the work. That's not what it said, right? To prepare God's people for works of service. So Barry's job isn't to prophesy all the time, it's to help you to have the spirit of prophecy and to let it operate in your life, for you to discover how it works in your life. Mark doesn't have to hug everybody, you can hug people too, right? Hello? He'll even help refine your coffee palate for you, so you can do it with, you know, incredible effectiveness. But, but our job as leaders is to help bring those gifts out in you so that you, as the body of Christ, can be equipped to do the work of ministry. That's what the Bible says. And to do that until we all become mature, attaining the fullness of stature in Christ. In other words, so that we become mature and we all become everything that we were called to be. Here at Desert Stream, we tell people that in Desert Stream, this is the place where you belong, believe, and become. And I've had people say, you got it in the wrong order. No, no, we don't. 
It's definitely in the right order. It's definitely in the right order. You see, Jesus, whether it was the woman at the well, whether it was, you know, uh, the disciples when he called them, all a ragamuffin group that they were, doesn't matter who it was. He enveloped them in relationship. They belonged before they ever believed who he was. They followed him all over the place, and they still didn't understand who he was. Even after he died on the cross, they still didn't understand who he was. Right? They belonged first. They were his friends. He loved on them. Then they came to believe that he was the Christ, the son of the living God who gave his life so that they could have life. And then once they believed, then they were able to become everything that they were called to be. Well, that's what we're here for as well. The leadership gifts are so that you, we just invite you in here. It doesn't matter if you've never been to church in your life or if you've been going to church for 30, 40 years, you belong. You're part of family. We love you and we welcome you here. Well, it's my first Sunday here. Am I allowed to have pizza afterwards? Absolutely. You get twice as much pizza as everybody else. You can go through the line and say, my first Sunday here, I want nine pieces. No problem. You can have it. You know what I'm saying? Belong. And then as you, you, you come and you worship with us and you celebrate with us and you, you, you hear what comes forth and you start diving into the Bible yourself, you, you realize, man, I, I think I believe this stuff. I think I believe. And you come to accept the word of God as truth. Then the Bible starts saying, okay, now we can help you become all that you're created to be. And that's what those gifts are here for. We want to help you become everything that you were meant to be. There's no greater, I think, offense to the kingdom than the church of Jesus Christ living below its potential. So when we take a hold of everything that God created us to be, man, great things happen. When it's not just five people trying to go out and win the city to Christ, but it's 200 people going out in this house and in every other house replicated in the city, endeavoring to win people to Christ. Guess what? You know how many times I've been at the school and doing the feeding thing? How many, Mark? Zero. Zero. But guess what? I do all kinds of other things around here, but Mark's got that. I believe in him. I release him to do it. Other people come around him. And guess what? School's impacted. And I didn't even go there. Hallelujah. Also means I don't have to get up at five in the morning to make pancakes. (laughs) Praise God. There is a Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. But you see, when we all work together and we all operate in our gifts, great things happen. Amen. Let's stand together. I think the kids are set to come in here in a minute. Mark, they're ready. I'm two minutes over, Mark, but it's all based on technical difficulties. It's all the technology's fault, not my fault. Father, we thank you today that you have equipped your church for the work of the kingdom. And that, Father, you have given us gifts, some of them, Father, resident within Holy Spirit, and you'll call upon us to use them and operate in them when you determine they're needed. Others, Lord, you've hardwired into us right from birth. And, Father, we've been called to operate with those gifts. And then some, Lord, you've given as leadership gifts in the church. And, Father, they're there to equip the saints to be able to do the work of the ministry, to be able to be everything that God called them to be, to, Father, make an impact on this world that cannot be erased. 
And Father, we just thank you for the gifts that you have released to your body. And Father, as we, over the next number of weeks, learn all about the gifts and we learn how they operate and we figure out uh, what's going on in, in, our, in our life and, and who we are and, and how we've been gifted, that Father, you would make us so effective for the kingdom of God and that Holy Spirit, you would have your way in and through your church. So Father, we just give you praise today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.